Hey guys, it's Amy Noble. I am a holistic dating coach and founder of Love Amy. You can find everything you need to know about me, including my cell phone number at loveamy.co. Hope you enjoy this episode. Yay. So today I have another past client and she is Michelle. She's 28 years old in New York City. And I absolutely adored working with you, Michelle. So I'm, I'm just so excited that you're here. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be on and talk with you and tell my story. Yeah, yeah, it's really, it's really awesome. Not many people are brave enough to <laughs> come on and, and chat. So let's just dive in, you know, why did you want to hire a dating coach? Like what was happening for you at that time in your dating life? Yeah. Um, so I think when we first started talking, it was almost a year ago. I was 27. Now I'm 28. Um, but I had been in the New York City dating scene for, um, you know, a bunch of years, kind of post-college. And I was going on a lot of dates but nothing was quite clicking. And I've always been interested in self-development and self-growth. And I was trying really hard to be myself, but also just a little bit um, like not, not that confident, or maybe I had a, a few insecurities a little bit going on the dates, but I was just really not feeling good that I was trying to put myself out there over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I'd get into patterns of meeting a guy that's cute and we'd go on a few dates and then nothing would happen. And I'd really go down a rabbit hole of like, well, what did I do wrong? Or maybe I'd have feelings like other girls can keep a relationship going and why can't I? And maybe are, maybe I'm not interesting enough or hot enough, or um, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing the right thing. And I um, I don't know, I was just I was starting to feel a lot of pressure from friends and family. Um, mm-hmm. They'd always be like, Michelle has so much going so much going on for her. Um, she's got a great job and so many friends and everyone loves her, but why hasn't she had a boyfriend yet? And that really start started to um, sink in and be like a really deep pain point for me. And one of my most vulnerable parts was like I was out there and dating, but I didn't want anyone to know that I had never had a relationship before. Um, so, right. Yeah, I know I came to you and I wanted to be more open with my friends and family. I was doing a lot of um, going on dates, but being kind of superstitious because I wanted them to go well. So I wasn't telling anyone. And then I'd feel so much bottled up inside of me. Like I really wanted it to work out, but I was kind of holding back and I didn't really know what I was doing. And, yeah, I needed a coach. I, I remember I just had the feeling of I need a coach. I need a coach to talk me through this, to give me some tips, to make sure that I'm doing this right and just figure out what I want because I was putting in the dating work, but I didn't really sit down with myself and think, who am I looking for? Right, 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 right. Like, who who am I looking for? And and actually laying out like who are you and what do you stand for? I mean, I think we all think we know who we are, mm-hmm. but we we rarely take the time. And I know you're a big journaler and you always were, and that that came into play here. But 
but to really sit down and break down, like, what are my core values? And yeah, who am I looking for from that perspective? Like, what alignments am I really looking for versus just being out there swimming in the sea of, you know, then looking around and, and, right. and I remember you feeling, I want to talk about the pressure you felt from family and friends, because mm-hmm. that I see that so often. It's like, it really makes it just makes the process so much harder. It's like this cloud cover over you. Yeah, um, I really I felt it a lot. And, you know, I still feel it today. But because I've learned how to take the pressure off of myself a little bit, I'm able to really compartmentalize. um, And, you know, tell um, family that's asking, like, hey, I'm working on it. And I'm putting myself first, or I'm happy now. And I know what's coming soon and that kind of thing. Right. Because um, you're still dating. I mean, we work together yeah. and, and it's been a little bit since we've worked together and you're still dating. And so how, what specifically do you do? Like if you, let's say you go to a family function or you go home or, you know, yeah. what, and you hear those questions, like what specifically do you do if you feel yourself getting like, it's like a pressure cooker? Um, honestly, I kind of talk a little bit about what is going on for me and the little shifts that are happening. So I'll mm-hmm. say something, I guess I've learned that just saying, oh yeah, I did go on um, a third date this week. I'll give like the actual, the facts that I do mm-hmm. know. I'll talk about how I did feel. So I'll say like, yeah, he does this and this. We went here. I laughed a lot. Like I had a really good time and I think we might see each other again. So I'm really just being authentic and honest and letting people know I'm taking my time and that I'm having fun. I'm yeah. that I'm going on like a little bit of a journey. I'm on a little bit of, yeah. it feels a little bit like a social experiment and it's kind of fun. And I get to discover myself in this time and I get to connect with all different types of humans. And in a way, like how special is that? How special is this time? Oh my gosh. And that's, that's, you know, music to my ears. It makes my heart <laughs> sing. You, you know that because yeah. um, at the beginning of the journey, you know, you, you didn't feel like that. It felt like, oh my gosh, just, what do I need to do here? And how, how do yeah. I, how can I make this process? I mean, I'll talk about how I think online dating can feel so overwhelming because if yeah. you're not crystal clear on, on maybe like the kind of person you want to attract or maybe who you are, Mm-hmm. It's easy to go in and to create like a generic kind of profile that would be like a crowd pleaser. So maybe you've got, you know, yep. attractive photos and you just kind of put like generic, non-specific things out there that you think guys would like. And you might get a lot more hits and a lot more um, yeah. people wanting to match with you. But it's honestly so distracting. There's so many people out there. And you know, weird people too. There's just all types of people. So <laughs> being like, yeah, um, I know I have on my, I don't really use Bumble too often, but my Bumble profile bio is an excellent example. I literally put every, I put a whole block of paragraph text of like everything that I am. I literally say like, hi, I'm a creative and I'm an optimist. Like I love self growth and I love family time and I love gratitude. Like I really, I think I have on there like gratitude practice a plus and 
Um, what's funny mm-hmm. is people, people come and they tell me like, oh my God, your bio, it's so cool. Or it feels so you. And it's like to be mm-hmm. able to be out there and be, I don't know, vulnerable and put your, put what, put the kind of energy that you want out there. It's, um, it's interesting the kind of people you attract back. It makes it, it makes the dates feel more personal, like you're on the right path and it's just a whole lot better this way than before I was like swimming and I was out with people who I had really nothing in common with. And this is like way better. Yeah. 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 No, that's, that's great. That's, that's great to hear. And I, and I, I know that a big part of what we tackle together and I, I feel like I'm attracting so many more clients who really are spiritual to being spiritual, my brand of spirituality. I really do look at dating as a spiritual practice and it can be, I think, anything can be a spiritual practice. So talk to me a little about how you think that your particular view of spirituality played a role and plays a role in mm-hmm. your day. Like now. Yeah. Um, I mean, what I kind of believe is that, and you helped me learn this too, is like, I mean, as people, we're all made up of like atoms and molecules and they vibrate. So I think whether you want to believe it or not, it's really science. Like we all have vibrations. And I think when you're connecting Mm -hmm. with people, so whether it's romantic or just connecting with, you know, new friends or coworkers or anyone in your life, it's like people who vibrate at your level, like will match, if they match up with you, then like you'll know and you'll feel it. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was all about like, how can I get my vibration as high as it possibly can go? Yeah, And then we'll see what kind of joins me there. Oh, and, yes. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, what I did, um, like when we started last summer, is it was really fun for me to figure out like what I can do to get my vibration high. And it's, it's fun, too, because it's like it's joyful. It's kind of happy and it's fun. Yeah. So, like, oh my gosh. I, exactly. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love all this so much. Okay. Yeah, so exactly what would you play with what what things worked or didn't work or um I mean I know you mentioned before I really like writing um and so I would do free writing which I think is like really amazing and I'd kind of sit down I normally type honestly I have written notebooks too but I type out like all that I'm feeling and I um what I I mean, I think journaling is kind of like your way to your highest self. Um, And it began to be really fun for me. And I liked like the words that were coming out. Sometimes I almost feel like it's kind of like poetic or one day I'll have like a bunch of short stories from my single years that are like just really interesting and heartfelt. But anyway, so I journal, I learned how to meditate and I have like a meditation practice it's not yeah. perfect, but like, I know, and I have music that I listen to that like just gets me in a vibe or I can listen to the songs I like and dance around the room or put on my headphones and go for a walk and I'll look at the river and I'll look at the trees and it's just like, I'm able to get myself into a zone where I'm like calm and I'm in flow and I'm just mm-hmm. like a, I'm a better person or like more authentic. If that yeah. And, and what's the, 
and and you know you you work you have a job what's your how do you fit all of that or do you do do you make sure that you do something every day that kind of raises your vibration in that way or, or just gets you in that flow it's definitely hard I do have like a nine to five office job um but there's parts of it that are creative too um mm-hmm. so I've got little creative practices throughout my day but if I can I'll start like right when I wake up and I'll do a little bit of meditation mm-hmm. I have like frequencies that I like on Spotify that I'll just play like after my meditation while I'm while I'm having coffee getting dressed or on the subway and it's so grounding. Um, like but even it's like, like like different. Is it like just um, music and it's different vibe, different frequencies kind of thing? Um, it's they're like sound frequencies. Oh, cool. And, yeah, and they just play one into another. I love um, that. And yeah, it kind of just like for one of them yeah. is for love, and then it goes into like um for like the heart chakra. And oh, just okay, I need yeah. I need to know specifics. That's amazing. I can send it to you. <laughs> yeah, I'll post it. I'll post it. That's so cool. So you'll just be kind of you know on the subway or doing your thing, and 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 how do you know that your vibration is raising? I mean, I think that I have so many questions about all yeah. of this. You know, um, I know that my vibration is higher or it's you know changing a little bit every week or so because I mean I see like synchronicities a bit or I just feel like a little bit extra present or a little bit extra awake and like yeah. my day-to-day life and that's even I think what's helped me let's say last summer with you I went on like 50 dates maybe <laughs> they're kind of <laughs> now it's even more um you know they've set me up to be able to like let's say I'm having coffee with like a new coworker. I'm just, I'm not treating that like a date, but I'm able to ask questions to, and like get curious about the person I'm sitting in front of in a way right, right. that it's good practice. It is good practice. It's just good practice in life to kind of push your desire to be liked or desire to be chosen aside Right. And not look at it like a job interview. And I, I hope every interaction results in them liking me, but more, yeah, curiosity. And yeah. what I always would, I approach any human meeting the same way that I know that there's an alignment. Like, I don't care if it's like the barista, like, I don't right. care if it, it doesn't matter if I'm at an event and I know no one, it's like, I know that I can find someone that I will have an alignment with. And because we all, we all are connected. There's no, there's just no question. It's just a matter of being really like looking at every interaction with such an open heart that, you know, and just assuming that this person is kind and wonderful and we're just going to find the alignment. Now that's not always the case, but that is the higher vibration, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Um, And then I know we've talked about this too a little bit, but just like go, I don't, I just, I notice um, little serendipities that haven't, that happen or synchronicities that mm-hmm. are like really fun to play with. Like if I'll see maybe like a, con- like maybe a concept that I'm reading and it feels really new to me, but like, I really need to read that. And then the next day I'll be walking and 
online at a coffee shop and I'll hear someone like say that word or just things stick out to me. Um, Or like, I don't know, I remember one time I was feeling really good at work one day, just like happy vibe. And I thought like, oh, I'm going to go get a salad from this brand new place. And I don't know why I just want to go. I just have, um, I'm just kind of craving it. haven't been before, but and like it was a sunny day and I felt good. And I kind of thought like there are so many like guys outside just in their suits <laughs> and blazers. I'm like, maybe I'll meet someone on the way. And like I'm walking, I'm doing my thing. I have my headphones and my music on. And like exactly what I wanted literally happened. <gasps> someone. Yeah, yeah. I, but here's the thing. So like like a guy that I've been on a couple dates with, but he kind of flaked out on me. But there he was like, oh, Melissa, like, I, I don't know. That happens to me often. Or like yeah. a guy I have, a, I kind of have a crush on. I'm thinking like, I bet he's going to be in the elevator with me at this time. And I'll walk in and it happens. And it's just kind of like, I think that the, um, yeah. the message that we tell our, tell our brands and that we tell the universe, like it's not an accident. It kind of, if, I think if it comes from like an authentic and kind place and like general, what you want or like what's the best for you that kind of thing happens but absolutely um, that's manifesting i mean you know manifesting is a lot easier than people think it just sounds like this scary thing that's so complicated and that's it's as easy as that it's literally how many times do we go outside and you know you're not necessarily thinking because your human brain is going to shut down the possibility of meeting someone on the street or running into someone that a guy you did date or whatever it is, but, right. but you said, wow, what if I, your brain and your, in your mind, you're like, well, what if I run into somebody, a guy on the way to lunch, you know? Right. And that it's just having that mindset. It's all about the mindset. And I, I know this about you and you have this mm-hmm. sort of open-minded wonder about you. And I think I love this so much because it's, I, we connected so deeply on this and I think everyone listening, it'll be really, it's just, it's wonderful to hear because you did that a lot and and the synchronicities are all around us all the time. It's just a matter of if you really look, if you're looking for them, yeah, then you'll see them like it's, and, and it's, it's, then you start to do this little dance with the universe, like this little, like communicate, it feels like you're in communication and, and that is so cool. And that's why I always have clients pick a sign and then I'll start to see the sign or, I know you have a number that you see and Mm -hmm. then I would see the number and it's just, it's, it's a beautiful way of, that's another way of just keeping your vibration high. Cause it's like, I feel like we're constantly toggling between our human lives because we have to, (laughs) and -hmm. we have to do our stuff and, you know, we have to be logical. We're trained and conditioned to be logical and live in the human world. And then the other, the other side of us, the other side of us, is deeply connected to something else mm-hmm. if we are able to kind of lean into it and tap into it. And that's where the magic really is. And a lot of times it's counterintuitive because, you know, if like, like when we started, it's like, oh, everyone around me and my, the pressure and all that. Yeah. Oh, comparison is horrible. Um, and I think in this age of social media too, it makes it yeah, really a lot harder. Um, but it kind of just comes to like tuning out the noise a little bit, maybe unfollowing 
or muting people that kind of trigger you a little bit and keeping yeah. your digital space um, as inspiring as you can. I follow a lot of people that do inspire me um, and that talk about dating and self-growth in a way that's beautiful and keeping that at the forefront is uh, really helpful. Oh gosh, that is such a good tip. I've done the same thing. Mm -hmm. I continue to do that is pair, like sort of just look at my social media and really pare it down and mm -hmm. only have, you know, only follow people and, and organizations and experts that lift me up and that inspire me and that feel really, really good. Mm -hmm. And once you start this type of work, it's really interesting that you will have less tolerance for gossip. You'll have less tolerance for negativity. You'll have less tolerance. Do you, did you find that like, even with friendships, like, you know, especially in the dating world, right? I mean, how much negativity mm -hmm. there is around dating. Yeah. Um, I mean, I see it all the time, I guess. No, unfortunately I found it hard to find, I guess, like girlfriends that are single during this time that have this like innate um, sense of like optimism or confidence. Yeah. Dating one single, it's tough to find. Um, and unfortunately I know a lot of people too that are like really negative and it's tough to hang out with them. Um, but I try to come from a place if they're open to, if they're open to it, like a little bit of like a pep talk or showing them some of my methods a little bit yeah but, oh that's yeah. amazing like I was talking to someone a few days ago who was telling me like oh I just I can't with the dating anymore everything is so surface level or like I'm craving the deeper conversation and mm -hmm. it's not there it's not there it's not there so I just kind of said like oh really but what kind of questions are you asking mm. like, like that kind of thing yeah I think that um, women are kind of conditioned to mirror back like whatever a guy wants to talk about but yep. we really do have it in us to like ask the questions that would tease out some of that more meaningful conversation if that's what you want to learn from them yeah yeah exactly we worked on this too and I I love that you mentioned that it's that whole mirroring and matching and yeah, because no one teach right no one teaches us how to do this and again we're conditioned to want to be chosen and mm -hmm. so it's like, if the guy wants to go deep, we'll go deep. But if not, then we kind of just stay where the, the safety zone is. And so what, what types of questions over time when you really were practicing <laughs> a lot, yeah. um, what questions did you, were your go-to questions that you love to ask? Cause you knew that, you know, it was fun for you. Um, yeah. I mean, I have a few, I think first, and like, I, for me, it's like really fascinating conversation skills. Like instead of saying, how was your day or how was your weekend? Like what, like, tell me the best thing about your weekend. Like what was the absolute best part? Yeah. Um, yeah, totally. Or coming into a date, like, oh my gosh, you won't believe this, but this really silly thing just happened to me. Like coming in really hot with something silly and kind of funny. Um, mm -hmm. But other questions I like, I say like, tell me about your, like, what's the role in your family? Or like, what's the role in your friend group? I asked on a date last night and the guy was like, what, my role, what do you mean? But then he was <laughs> telling me about um, how he loves to bring the energy or like 
some other guy told me he was um he is like the king of the pregame because he love he likes to make sure everyone has what they need and feels good and has the right music on and has the right uh, drink in their hand, that kind of thing. I but love that. that That's that such really, a good answer. <laughs> it gives you a great um, idea of how they are with their friends or in their family. In the family, then you kind of get a good understanding of um, I, like really what shaped them and how they grew up. Maybe they'll tell you about their older sisters or about you know, their mom being a role model for them, whatever. But those yeah. are the kind of things I want to know. Family values rank up, rank towards the top for my values. So I want to know that. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll that's, ask, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, I'll ask a question. I think you taught me, you taught me that was like, so if you had a Saturday all to yourself, like, like run me through everything. How does it start? And what's interesting there is some men are going to be like, what do you mean? I just, I just get up and I go to the gym. And then another guy's going to be like, oh, like my coffee practice is like so special to me. And then I'll be like, oh my gosh, tell me more. That kind of thing. <laughs> You're like, all right, now we can talk. Okay. <laughs> but um, at least, I don't know, I'm showing up kind of directing the conversation a little bit with yeah. things that I care about. And I'm not going to write someone off if they don't have, you know, a morning gratitude practice, but I'm going to tell them that I have one and either they'll think that, oh, that girl's really cool or they'll think, oh, you know, I don't get it. She's weird. But yeah. at least you get to um, make some more like align. You get to, you get, it's like more of like an aligned action. Oh, completely, completely. Do you feel, well, what's, what's like, <laughs> did you ever have a weird reaction to sort of, just a weird misalignment with someone in that way because I always find those to be sort of funny yeah yeah of course um I can remember someone this summer when I was still working with you um I know you have a line that's like right when you're before right before you go on a date and give someone your number you're like oh, wait, I always ask, what's your last name? With like a smiley face or something. Because yeah. <laughs> these are strangers and we do need to know someone's last name before we meet them. Um, yep. And he, he did give me the last name, but then when we were sitting on the date, he was like, what, he like mimicked me. He was like, what's your last name? I always, I, what's, I always ask. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. He laughed a little bit at the way I carried myself. Oh my but, gosh, out. Bye-bye. No, but he still wanted to go out again. I just was so bored. I was having the worst time that I didn't want to. Yeah, yeah, right. And I think, talk a little bit about how you would feel, like, talk about rejection, because I think rejection is such a big topic. And yeah. did you feel, maybe just did you start to feel less of a sting about the rejection through the lens of alignment or not? Or Yeah. Um, rejection is the hardest thing for me. And I think that before, um, before I met you, it was like really limiting me because I, if I did get rejected, like it would just sting for a long time and it would, it would make me not want to go out with anyone else for like a month after that. And right. Right. It would derail you for a bit. It would derail me for a bit. It would have me thinking about something that happened, you know, months and months ago, like way later. Um, and 
now look it's still nobody likes to be rejected now but i have a little bit of like a deep understanding or like a deep feeling that what's meant for me is still coming or like what is meant for me isn't going to miss me wow like Mm -hmm. I know. I, I believe in the in the divine timing a lot, and that's what keeps me going. Um, but on rejection in particular, I think I had I've had a really interesting like realization a little bit about self sabotage in the mm -hmm. last in the last like six months or so. Where I know you always tell your clients to pick up the book, um, the Great Leap. I think it's called the Big Leap. The Big Leap. Yeah. Yeah. Gay Hendricks. And yep. You know, to be honest, I didn't get through it when we were working together. I didn't really get it. And I think self-sabotage sounds so scary and it sounds so like evil and terrible. Like, how could you do like, why would you sabotage if you want a relationship? Why would you sabotage it? Right. But um, right. I understand a lot more like I have a, like I have a bit more compassion for myself and mm -hmm. I think I understand that like rejection is the toughest thing. And like your subconscious, your brain really wants to keep you safe. So like throughout your whole life, it's kind of been like bottling up every time you've ever been rejected or you failed. And it wants to prohibit you from ever feeling that again. Wow. So yeah. what I've what I've learned, and I think I think it's a tough concept and I'm not fully there yet. Mm -hmm. It's just that like when when my brain feels um you know feels like there's a possibility that i could get rejected it's going to want to shut it down it's going to want to end it it's not going to want me to go near it yeah but i have to think like in this area of like unknown like that's where i could thrive that's where the magic could happen even if it feels really uncomfortable mm. and it feels like i could fail if I power, th like, if I lean into this uncomfortable, this um, feeling of uncomfort a little bit more, like, that's where, like, the big leap is. That's where the magic happens. Oh, that's so beautifully said. That is so beautifully said. And yeah, that's, that's it. I mean, that's, that's really it. Knowing and being able to, because I think once you have awareness around it, because all, a lot of this stuff is just all subconscious. Right. You know, I see it, I see it from a mile away in my clients. Right. Mm -hmm. But for you to, to begin to have awareness around it and, and just like we learned through meditation, our voice in our head is not us. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, okay, pipe down sister. That is not what I need right now. Right. It's, it's the same thing. It's like, oh, wow. You're noticing how you're starting to move away from it, or you're noticing how you're you know, making an excuse or you're, right. and, and so just being able to notice that you're actually doing that and then making a conscious choice to no, I'm going to go on that a next, the next day, or I, I'm going to respond where I maybe wouldn't have because mm -hmm. out of fear or, so I think that's amazing. I think that's really huge growth. Right. And I, I feel like I used to be so hard on myself. Like, let's say I noticed weeks later that I did it. I would, instead of like, I used to think like, oh my gosh, you know, how stupid are you? How could you do this? And it would be like really negative. Yeah. If I can, if I can look at it with a sense of like self-compassion a little bit, like it's okay. You got really anxious in that moment, but it's because like, it's just because of our, like the voice in our head, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like the ego versus who you really are. Um, yeah, okay. exactly. And, and that, 
what you're saying is so important and it's so hard to learn is, I mean, there's some days where the 25 times I have to course correct that voice, you know, and say like, whoa, that was, that wasn't, that wasn't very nice. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Stop. Like you just derailed off of your wellness kick for a little bit and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can get back on. It's fine. Um, but I think having that compassion that takes, it's like, that really takes practice to talk to yourself the way that you would talk to you. I mean, I always say like, it's amazing how we, how we talk to our best friends. Like if your best friend called you and said like, Oh my God, I'm such a loser. Look what I did. You know, you'd say, Oh my gosh, just, it's fine. You're, you're a great person. You're just Mm -hmm. having a moment. And, and I think that really is so key in this process to, because I, you know, in the intake form, the infamous intake form, you know, I have a question like, what's your biggest failure? And it's sort of a trick. There are, you know, trick questions peppered throughout. And that's sort of a trick question of, because people will list like a past relationship Mm -hmm. and nothing is relational as a failure. It's all lessons. It's all learning. Mm -hmm. And I think you really did a great job of, of realizing that, that, okay, like I went on five meh dates in a row and I remember you, I remember you calling me after I think you texted or called me right after one of these meh dates. And it was like, you'd had a few where it was just like, oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you said, I felt this shift of, oh my gosh, I'm actually still vibrating high during this date that I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt, this person was not my person. And in fact, he wasn't that. (laughs) (laughs) that aligned at all. Um, and not that interesting or exciting, but you still were able to maintain that vibration and you walked out of the date and what had happened? The guy you really wanted to text you had texted you. Oh yeah. Because I didn't, I I wasn't, (laughs) I wasn't remembering the story. Um, hold on, let me think for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. And it, and I mean, listen, it's like, it's just an example of, you know, everything we do, there's a lesson in it and there's a reason for it. So yeah. it's just great for people listening to understand. Cause I hear this all the time. Like, why do I have to go on this date? Like I have people who they, they really don't go on that many dates during our work because they're waiting for that perfect aligned profile and the perfect aligned, you know, banter right. and the perfect, and it's, that's, it's the opposite. Like we have to lean in hard to the unknown and, you know, and you did a great job of that. Thank you. Um, it's so tough to try and figure out if someone is perfect from a profile. That's something that you can. I've been working on because the profiles are so flat, you know, there's, there's just really no humanity or real personality there, even though we think we want, we could find it. It's like so tough. And unless you're in person or maybe on a video on a FaceTime or something. Right. Right. It's, it's impossible. And, and I mean, this is, I don't know if this, has it ever happened to you where you actually, I think it has, where you met the guy who was, you know, the lackluster profile guy, but then you met him in person at a mixer or in real life. And you're like, Oh my gosh, he's so much better. Right. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. You're like, yep. that's all that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Or like, even yeah. a, I could think of a couple people that I've met, um, you know, in real life organically that I've, I've been into and I would have never like swiped on their profile probably from yeah. surface yeah. level, the way they look. 
Totally. And that, that has, it's funny because even we can hear that story a million times and then it's still, when it's you swiping, it's so easy to get sucked into like a feeling you have over a picture or a feeling you're getting or not getting over, you know, so it's just a great reminder for anyone listening that you have to just come from a greater place of yes and, and just see, and there will be a lot of misses. That's the whole, that is the the game. I mean, it's, there's going to be mostly misses and then it does only take one. And do you feel like over time you started to not only gain confidence in, in just the dating of it all, but confidence in your instinct and your perception of people? Like once yeah. you start, yeah. Cause I, I saw that in you. Yeah. You did. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that when I first went, before I started working with you, I felt like really burned out and I felt disconnected from my intuition. Like I thought that, because I didn't have the relationship, my intuition was broken or that I didn't really know what was good for me or that Mm -hmm. I was doing things wrong. And I think after a few months of like journaling and doing the work a bit, I realized that my intuition is really strong and I know how to, um, I know how to tune into it. And like, I know that I think what I need to know is like already in me. And I think that, I think Mm. everyone has it though. It's really not just me. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I think women in particular are really intuitive and totally um, everyone has it in them. It's just not everybody really knows, but I think it's like tuning in. It's a matter of tuning in. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I think also, yeah, tr- trusting my intuition has been really important. I think sometimes, like, I already know, like, let's say I've been on a first date and I'm trying to, to decide whether to go, or like, after a second, if I'm trying to figure out if to go on a third, my intuition might already know that, like, no, this is not the guy for me, but I instead, I like, I give it like another chance mm-hmm. just to kind of, just to get out there and to go on a date and see. But I think a lot of times my intuition like already knew. Yeah. I think that's tricky though. I think, I I think that's just tricky because from where I sit, fine line between, is it your intuition or is it like a bit of, there's an uncomfortable piece of this that you, again, back to the self-sabotage. It's, it's, it's tough to know because I have seen, an emotional intimacy kind of breed the chemistry and it grows in reverse. But I, I think once you do enough practice, like I think you then can, I always say you can start to like, um, you know, you can make your lens a little tighter. You can, you, you can, you can rely on it a little more. And I think, I think that's true for you for sure. Like you don't have to go on that third date if you're like, okay, like I, 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 I'm certain, you know? Yeah. And I've had a little bit of practice now too, where um, maybe when I was working with you, I was going on more dates all the time just to keep the practice up and keep going, keep going. In the past few months, um, or like in the winter, for example, I went on far less. And mm-hmm. but I was just kind of listening to what my body kind of needed. Like if I needed more downtime and more time just to yeah. work out and self-love and that sort of thing. And no one felt like compelling enough for me to go out to, but like, 
if I want, I, I guess I listen to my body when it's time to slow down. And then, mm -hmm. you know, this week, for example, just kind of naturally, I had three dates, but they just kind of came to me. And I didn't try that hard. And I genuinely was curious and wanted to go. So it's like finding energy yeah. when your intuition like wants to versus like knowing when it's time to rest. I think that's so important. And that is such a good point. And I, I think that whole pressure, the timing pressure, especially someone your age or in their thirties, it's like that prevents us from slowing it down sometimes and, and really just giving ourselves mind, body and soul, what we're just nourishing ourselves in the way that we need, because there's this outside, like, I gotta go, go, go. So I think that's just such a good point. And I think you, you are really, you meet people in real life. Like you just met a dude on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> I do. And that's the thing. Like I was talking to a friend, I was coming back from like a bachelorette party. And um, so the whole, this whole group of friends all knows about this, but you know, some guy I was sitting next to on the plane was chatting me up and he ended up being interested in me and we went on a date, um, all this, but my friend was telling me like, Oh, Oh, Michelle, this only happens to you. Like you oh, would, you would, meet, you meet, you would have this happen to you. You would meet someone on a plane. And I was just like, <laughs> I, I, I thought about that. And like, sure. I was like, that is really flattering, but anyone can like yeah. that, the magic, the vibrations, they're out there and they're out there for everyone. Like anyone could tune into themselves. Anyone could be extra friendly or pay attention. And, yeah. um, I don't know, it, it really is there for anyone. And I love that so much. I think that's beautiful. And it's true. It's really true. I think that's, that's really interesting. Like, oh, only you, only you. Because I think that that type of mentality that we're conditioned towards will turn off. You know, it will, it will, it will prevent that higher vibration. It already mm -hmm. just by saying that you're, you're assuming that you can't attain that. And it, so it, it is just the, the mindset. Well, I think this is a perfect point to, to sort of part ways on. I think this mm -hmm. has been so incredible and so full of actionable items and things to think about. And you're such an inspiration. And I can't wait mm -hmm. to get that text from you one day soon. That's like, oh, my God, guess what? No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. But um, yeah. I know. And I hope it happens soon, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. It, it's all coming in the right time. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Music to my heart. <laughs> well, thank you, Michelle, so much. And uh, we'll thank talk you. soon. Yes. Talk soon. Bye. Okay, bye.